Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Matt Densky opened up our new series, our 10 Practices series, where we will be talking about 10 daily and weekly practices that can define our faith and bring growth in our life. As circumstances in life change, our practices might need to as well, and we believe that these 10 were modeled by Jesus and the early church as we look at Acts 2, verses 42 through 47. This week, Matt will give an overview of all 10 of the practices and why we believe practicing all 10 will help you engage and thrive in your faith more during this season. We challenge you to pray and ask this week, Jesus, what does it look like to follow you in this season? We hope you enjoy this message. Hey guys, what's up? Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Matt Dinsky, and I wanna welcome you to FGS. No matter where you're worshiping from, right there in your homes, it is such a joy to be here with you. You know, a couple years ago, I was visiting my mom in Tennessee, and in my mom's front yard, there's this huge tree that I used to play on and climb in as a kid. And so I'm I'm kind of attached to it. I've got a lot of memories and pretty sentimental about it, I guess. And when I was walking out of my mom's house, I was loading up the car, and I was there with my wife and my oldest son, and I looked down in my mom's garden, and this baby sapling was growing. It was a seed that had fallen off this big tree, and it was it was becoming its own tree. And I looked down and I thought, man, I, I don't know why, but I kind of want to try to grow this thing on my own. And so I cut the top off of a Coke bottle and crammed some dirt down inside of it and picked up this little sapling. I mean, it couldn't have been more than an inch tall. I put it in the dirt, I put it in the car and I drove home. And I thought, ah, you know, I don't know if this thing's going to survive, but let's try. And so when I got home, I watered it and I put it on a window seal somewhere, made sure I got some sun and really just kind of let it, let it do its own thing. Every now and then I would water it, I'd, I'd make sure it was okay, but for the most part, it was a pretty low maintenance plant. But man, to my surprise, after about six months, this little shoot started to take off and it grew from about one inch to six inches and then it grew into a foot. And I thought, man, this thing is, is growing and it was getting too big for the Coke bottle. And so I decided, well, let me transfer for it to a three gallon container. And so I put more dirt in there and transferred it. And now I moved it outside in different circumstances and in different conditions. And I thought, ah, you know, it may die now. It's not used to outside, but let's just see what happens. I put it somewhere where it could get lots of sun and I made sure I watered it every now and then. And it did great. And I really didn't have to think about it all that much. Eventually it it just kind of did its own thing. The rain took care of it, sun took care of it, it was fine. I, I had to water it every now and then, but it was pretty low maintenance. Well, this past summer, it had grown up to chest height. That little one inch sapling had grown up to chest height on me. It was getting real big. And this past summer was one of the hottest summers we've had in Greenville for a long time. We had incredibly high temperatures for consistent days in a row and um, low rainfall. And so that tree was not getting the amount of rain that it was used to. And so I began to think, man, I should probably water it. And it started to look shriveled, it started started to look a little less healthy and I thought, "Ah, I should probably water it and then I'd forget and I'd see it a few weeks later and it looks bad and I should probably water it. So occasionally I did, I'd go out and I'd dump some water on it or put the hose on it or something and it, it picked back up a little bit but then it became an afterthought again because for so many years it had done fine just on its own and I had gotten used to that. But now we were in this season of intense heat and I wasn't adjusting how I was treating that plant. And at the end of summer, that last leaf withered up and shriveled and fell off. And I thought, ooh, I think I just lost this tree. 
but let me give it to next spring just in case to see how it's doing. Well, it is next spring and the buds didn't come and nothing grew on it. It is gone. It is dead. The season shifted and circumstances changed and practices that had worked before did not work last summer. When the circumstances changed, I didn't change my practices and I lost that tree in the summer. The tree I'd been growing for like four years now from a sapling. And what I'm convinced of is that sometimes in life, certain practices work during certain seasons that simply don't work in others. And right now we are in a season of difficulty in this world. You know, Charlie last week talked in the adult services about the concept of being in the wilderness and God leading us into an ordained time uh, of the wilderness in which our focus and love towards Jesus Christ can grow. We're in, a, we're in a difficult season right now. We're in unprecedented times. We're in the midst of a global pandemic, an event that's affecting everybody everywhere, and the world is trying to figure this thing out. And what I'm convinced of is that in the midst of this difficult season, if we don't adjust our practices, I believe that our relationship with Jesus may not grow as well as it did in other seasons of life. In the midst of the difficulties at hand, I think, I think there ought to be some adjustments going on in terms of our practices so that, so that we can not just survive in the midst of this season, however long it'll be, but thrive in the midst of this season as people of God who are in love with Jesus with a vibrantly growing faith. You know, practices have always defined God's people. If you go back and you look at the early church, when the church was born, like Jesus has just given his uh, apostles the authority, the spirit has come, and now they're starting up the church. Luke is writing about this entire journey in the book of Acts. In fact, Dallas taught on this two weeks ago in the middle school services. And Luke includes in the book of Acts summary verses that describe what he would say are normal practices for the church in that time. And I just want to read one of those summary passages that Luke is describing of the people of God in this season. In Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 42, Luke says this, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings, distributing the proceeds to all as any had need, and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So what are the normal practices of God's people in the early church? In this passage alone, and this is not the complete list, but in this passage alone, Luke is describing they came around the word of God, they prioritized gathering together, they prayed together, they ate together regularly, there was unity among the people, they were generous with their belongings, they were concerned about each other's needs, they worshiped together in the temple, they opened their homes and showed hospitality together, and they had gratitude and thankfulness for the things that God was giving them. 
These were identifiers, practices of God's people that marked them during this time. These were normal things they engaged with. Well, a lot of these practices right now, we can't necessarily engage with due to social distancing and CDC regulations. We can't open our homes. We can't gather together. We can't be with one another in proximity. We can't eat together right now. So so the question that's been heavy on my heart is what are the practices that we should be engaging in now as people of God in this season that we're in so that our faith and love and focus on Jesus can grow stronger than it ever has before? How can we adapt our practices right now so that we can continue to grow in our faith and with one another. And so I wanna cast a vision out to our student ministry. I would like to suggest 10 practices that we're gonna unpack over the next 10 weeks that we believe if we engage in and we begin to apply and we begin to discipline ourselves towards, our faith will be strengthened, our focus on Jesus will deepen, and our love for him will abound like never before. These are unprecedented times. And maybe the practices of our faith that worked in past seasons when things were a little more comfortable may not work like they used to in this season, or we may not even be allowed to do certain things like gather together in this season. So what are the practices that we as a student ministry believe could help us thrive in our faith right now? Well, there's 10 of them. And I'd like to put these 10 up on the screen and read through them with you. Relationships with one another, praying together, coming around God's word, fostering rhythms of rest for our soul, engaging in disciplines of solitude, immersing ourselves in God's creation, being responsible with the tasks God has given us, worshiping together as God's people, practicing restraint with unhealthy categories of life, and giving gratitude to God as the giver of gifts. So again, over the next few weeks, we'll be unpacking each one of those 10, but we firmly believe as a student ministry that by engaging in these practices, our faith Our love, our focus on Jesus could grow like never before. You know, our relationship with Jesus is just like any other relationship in life. It doesn't happen accidentally or passively. It requires investment. It requires attention. It requires maintenance to discover the deeper levels of intimacy. And our hope and our prayer is that you would engage in these practices with us. You know, it's amazing, again, if we look back at the early church, around the year A.D. 100, there were an estimated 25,000 followers of Jesus, relatively small compared to the rest of the world. The Roman Empire uh, was was at the peak of power. It was dominating everywhere. And in the midst of this empire, 25,000 people claimed faith in this Messiah that had risen from the dead. And what's amazing is over the course of the next 200 years, by 300 A.D., the number of people following Jesus would grow from 25,000 to 20 million. And, And what's even more amazing about this statistic is that during this period of time, it was illegal to be a Christian, 
You, you, you couldn't express it openly or publicly. There were no central meeting places. They didn't have church buildings like this. They met in small groups in each other's homes. There wasn't a centralized form of leadership or training. They didn't even have the word of God like we know it. The, the New Testament was still being compiled as letters written to each other and things like that. They didn't have the practices of the institution of the church. There, there wasn't uh, you know, the coolest worship bands. They didn't have haze or lights. They didn't have the most dynamic speakers. They didn't have comfortable chairs to sit in. You couldn't go get coffee just down the hall in the church. It was uncomfortable. It was unsafe to be a follower of Jesus. And yet in a 200-year period of time, the number of people following Jesus grew from 25,000 to 20 million. And the question is, how? And certainly there are a lot of things at play, and God has blessed that time and poured out his spirit over that time in ways that are just incredible. But one of the things you see throughout history is that God's people following Jesus and taking his message outward came together and relied on and engaged in certain practices or disciplines, routines, habits, rituals, whatever you want to call it, that was a mark of God's people and still is to this day. They came around the word of God. They prayed together. They gathered together. They found ways to maintain community, even in all of those circumstances. This is not the first difficult season this world has seen and certainly not the first that God's people have seen. But we believe the way to persevere and not just survive this, but thrive in this is maybe adjusting our practices of how we engage our faith and with others so that we could grow like never before. We hope and we pray that you would engage in these with us. We love you guys.